0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, oh, My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, better late than never. Judd's Hockey Show returns. The podcast back after a week off. Uh, Zolgad, Lindsey, and Declan. A lot to get to. So much. So I want to start with this question to you guys, and I think you're going to laugh at me, and that's fine, but mm. let's just start we there. Does what the St. Louis Blues did, they were the worst team in the National Hockey League in January. They fired Mike Yo as head coach in November. Does anything that they did by getting to the playoffs and then going on to win the Stanley Cup change your opinion about the Wilds' chances for success in quicker fashion now?
1: There's a 0% chance that this changes my feelings on the Minnesota Wild. And I was really surprised. Well, I'm not surprised to hear that um when Fenty came out saying, you know, why not us? Why not the wild? Why can't they why can't they do what the St. Louis Blues did? Mm-hmm. Well I can tell you, they do not have the personnel and they do not have the culture. And those are the two things that you need to be able to A turn a team like like the St. Louis Blues around the way they did and B, they just they don't have the resources. They don't have a Ryan O'Reilly. They don't have a Petrangelo. They don't have a Bennington. They don't or a Jake Allen. You know, there's so many different things where you cannot make that comparison in any way, shape, or form. And it's upsetting that people are actually like saying, "Oh yeah, it t- it totally makes sense. Like yeah. we could be them. No, no, they can't."
2: It's sad because you, you hear the cliche, "Anything can happen in the Stanley Cup playoffs," which I know. We are just going true. to be hearing a thousand percent more on a certain broadcast that broadcasts the Wild Games uh throughout the season because of what has happened to the Blues and Bob what Kirtz happened won't to the do Hurricanes. It. I know what you're about. Yeah, yeah, Bob Kurtz. Oh no, no, no. I like Bobby. Uh but Lindsey brings up a good point. They don't have the culture, they don't have the personnel. The only thing they have is the coach. I yeah, mean they have the sure. coach. And I would say that's the hardest thing to find. Now who would have thought, too, that uh when Yo got fired and the Blues who do they rehire after after Yo? Ruby. Bruby. Who would have thought that he would be able to create a culture enough to bring him so close to a Stanley Cup? Mm-hmm. No one saw that coming. Uh, but yeah, the Wild don't have the personnel, and uh, everyone always asks, you know, what Minnesota sports team has the best chance to win a championship? You know, in, in ranking, and I just I look at the Wild, and I just they're they're them and the Timberwolves are trading blows on who's who's the longest drought right now.
1: They've tumbled in my rankings yeah. in terms of who's more more likely in this town to bring. I a got championship. bad news.
0: in my in my personal rankings they're behind the wolves now the the wolves are doing things i i don't here's my problem i don't know because sports all sports are evolving and changing Mm -hmm. so much as far as the the thought process and analytics and Mm -hmm. things like that agency yeah Mm -hmm. i think the wild is the farthest team behind in this town like gerson rosas with the wolves now is bringing in people left it's the same as the twins they don't Make a big deal of these hires, but you're talking about people that you know analyze what a player what what it does to a player who shoots three point shots physically, right? Mm-hmm. And the sleep processes. And I know people roll their eyes, like, okay, yeah, <laughs> but that stuff can be important.
1: It adds up.
0: And, and the last I checked, the Wild, I think, fired an analytics guy after the season, and, and I think the woman that they had, I, I forget her name.
1: Oh, I can look that up.
0: But she she I think uh, left the franchise to go work for a different team. And so I don't even know right now if the Wild has an analytics department. They don't. I don't think they do. I think okay. really, like
2: Fenton puts uh, a big Fenton, premium yeah. so, on So sorry analysts.
0: about that. I can't. If you're not keeping up now, like, you have to keep up. I
2: think that, and that's what's most alarming about Fenton is is this, po- this stranglehold, this power that he wants and overseeing everything. I get it when you're the boss, right? I mean, you, you, you pick the guys that you want to be in charge, but it's a little alarming to see a franchise essentially go backwards in personnel from a front office Side, I I think it's very, very alarming.
0: Now, here's my concern about the Blues thing, though, because I'm with you guys. You know, the Blues, things broke right. O'Reilly is fantastic. Uh, They they also called up uh, Biddington, who ended up being a godsend. Who's a fourth stringer. Yeah. Yeah. A year ago, he's playing for Providence, the Bruins' AHL team, because Mm -hmm. he's loaned by the Blues there. But the thing that concerns me about this conversation is one guy, Craig Leopold. Because you guys know he's going to look at that. He's going to look at what the Blues did and be like, well, yeah, that's repeatable. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that he fully understands what goes into that. <laughs> right. So so it worried because this is a guy who, who, when Fenton was essentially dumping at the deadline, did a video to season ticket holders saying, hey, hang in there. We're still trying to compete. We're going to compete. So uh, you guys are right. I'm with you on what you're saying. Agree completely. But I don't know that the most important people who run this franchise see that.
1: Right, it's like they're just
0: like, well, the Blues did it.
1: They're making and drinking their own Kool-Aid. That's what they're doing, and it, it's just we. And we've talked about this b- before with Craig, with Craig Leopold, the Wild owner. He's such a big fan of the team, and I think that clouds his judgment sometimes, especially when he's hiring people, and especially when they're trying to figure out what exactly the road that they're going to take in season. Because there have been so many instances in the last five six years where it can go either way, and the problem is, is that they've just gotten themselves into a situation that could not have been foreseen with the with the contracts with Suter and Parisi that have basically handcuffed themselves, but then they've compounded their mistakes on top of those contracts, which has basically rendered them incapable of making any meaningful moves that could possibly change course of this ship in any way, shape, or form that would be exponentially different. That's
2: th- the problem. And I think the good thing, too, about leopold is I, I i like leopold
0: i think he oh yeah th- th- i don't know yeah like him. yeah and, and, and this is he a, spends
1: money that th- yeah. that's all you can ask for for an owner he's willing to go all i in. just don't right. know that
0: he understands what it takes to do mm-hmm. what they're trying to do mm-hmm. i like him yeah and and the one thing that's different uh going into free agency on july 1st this time around is they are going to have cap room right but again that comes back to the question of do you trust fenton to make the right moves here right and and it's fenton it feels like he's got a, a Foot in the rebuilding water, and a foot in the well. Craig tells me to keep a competitive w- water, and can't really decide which one to go all in on. And it's like, no, if you're going to rebuild, which is fine, mm-hmm. and you can, if you do it right, you could do it fairly quickly. But you can't do it half ass, right? No. Yeah. So it can't be like, full well, I'm sort ass. of. Re- yeah, you got to go full. full so ass. you can't you can't be like, well, I'm sort of rebuilding, but I'm not really, because that leaves you in this nether world, which I think is pretty much death, and. I can't figure out if he is trying to serve himself as far as being like, here's what we should do, but also trying to keep his job so he's doing what Craig wants him to do. And now you've really put yourself in a dangerous netherworld type of situation.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. What do you think, Declan?
2: Yeah, he's in a difficult spot. And I I look at it, I think they're going to be active, man. Whether that's been trades or free agency, I, I see this franchise being active. The problem is... Is There's a logjam of forwards, and even though you have money to spend, someone's going to have to get off the roster at the same time, too. The top nine right now is pretty much already penciled in, so someone has to go to make room if you're going to add someone via free agency, and which is all, very interesting. We all
0: interesting. know who, who Paul Fenton wants right. that to be. Yeah. Yeah. It, He's if,
1: not actively shopping him at
2: all. No. If
0: Jason Zucker is on this team, so, so the draft, we're uh, recording this on Tuesday, and the draft is Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. If Jason Zucker is on this team on Sunday, I will be very surprised.
1: I'll be surprised, too, but I don't agree with what they're doing. No, I know, right. but it
0: seems to be the one guy that they are They are just hell-bent on. On Nino, Granlund, Coyle had to go, and Jason has to go. Mm-hmm. And I just, if, you know what? If it takes you in the right place and gets you the right return, right, then it's fine. He can go somewhere he'll score. If he if Jason plays with a good center, he's going to be in great shape. Yes. But if you get again a Phil Kessel back, then what are you doing? Right. right. Okay, it's a you want a right-handed shot. You're going you're going to get me a 32-year-old right-handed shot? I don't and s- tell me that works?
1: I just think that they, if they're going to trade him and I think I think they're going to end up trading him this week and I think they're going to have to do it for picks because just like Declan said, there's a there's nowhere to go in terms of putting plugging players in. And clearly, they were. They have doubled down on Eric Stahl. They've doubled down on several other players that are not the smartest thing, I think. But the but the thing is, is that there are teams, maybe like the Colorado Avalanche, that has the number four overall pick in the 15, where you can package maybe where you get their 15th pick, or maybe you you put like Zucker and Erickson Eck in a package to go up to number four, or something like that. But I think that there are teams like like the Avs a lot of the teams in the Western Conference that made the playoffs, that played really well, that overperformed, they have cap space. And so I think Zucker, like what Charlie Charlie Coyle did for the Boston Bruins, would be an excellent addition to a team like the Colorado Avalanche that has a good center, has some speed, has some some quickness. And I think that that's where it's going to have to be. But that's the thing. What's his evaluation of Zucker? What's a fair hockey trade in Paul Fenton's mind? And that's the problem is that we've seen as they've tried to move him. We don't really know where his value is because Fenton's trying to train for Phil, try to train him for random people up in up in Calgary. That's the problem. But, you know, if it's a pick, you're going to have to wait a long time. But that basically, I think whatever they end up doing with Jason, that's going to basically set the tone for, is next season a going-for-it season? Because if they're trying to get players, then it's a going-for-it season. If it's picks, then it's maybe taking a little bit of a step back and taking a breather for next season.
2: I think Joel Erickson-Eck is would not surprise me at all if they traded his rights. Me either. I think he's a guy that if you want—we have all these wingers, right? They have a lot of talented wingers, and I know we're looking for a right shot. But at the end of the day, this team is so desperate for a true number one center. And if they're really in on an Anders Lee, which Elliot Friedman said he wouldn't be surprised if they pursued him, and he's going to be getting a contract north of $6 million probably, too, That's if you're going to want to go after and get that guy, you're going to have to get rid of one of these centers. And Victor Rask, no one's going to take him for a bag of pucks. Miko Koiv, who's probably going to open the year on IR. Eric Stahl's on the wrong side that of thirty. Is
0: very encouraged that Mikko's yeah. going to be back opening. Night. I I just
2: I highly doubt and, that. But it at, his, at his
1: highest production yeah. value, I'm sure he's a third line right, guy right
2: now. And Ericsson an Eck, even though he's younger, and you're like, well, that's your young center. You should lock up. If if you're telling me I could get Anders Lee, if I have a realistic shot of landing him. Get rid of I. Erickson Eck, and if that means acquiring just a second-round pick, for, and someone would obviously sign him for his RFA rights. He's he's still a young player, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if he was moved.
1: I can tell you this much. Anders Lee is going to command a hell of a lot more yeah. than $6 million considering the contracts that have been signed so far yeah. before before free agency. The Jeff Skinner deal is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that was
0: buff- the, That's Buffalo.
1: Buffalo, who cannot Bottero, get out of their own man. way, but that deal is yeah. going to set because he's not Anders Lee. And he's getting almost nine million dollars a year. And, and he had
0: Buffalo over a barrel,
1: right? And that's the thing. But Anders has a similar situation where he had a career year it, it, with the Islanders. He's entering that, and he's and he's a captain, and he's a lot more. I'm not saying that Skinner's disrespected, but Andersley's is a very well respected player in the NHL community. Is he going to take a hometown discount? Is the discount, even if it's $9 million a year, what's the discount? That's seven and a half? That's still too much.
0: I might be willing to take a slight hometown discount if I thought this team was on the verge of something special. Right. But that's the problem. Kessel, Mm -hmm. you know, people were like, well, why wouldn't Phil Kessel want to come back here? He played college hockey. He's from Madison. And it's very simple to me. He wasn't like pro, If you're a pro player, if you're a professional hockey player and you live here in the summer, so you don't give a damn. You're in the lake. But then you go play for a good team. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to take a discount to just to play here in the wintertime right. when when you're on a team that right now... You know, if, if Anders Lee is on uh, opening night, the Wilds' top center iceman, how much better does that make them? It makes them better. But, mm-hmm. like, does he, does he look around and say, oh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm the piece? Is or the, does he say, yeah. well, I'm home, and uh, we're going to maybe not make the playoffs? Right. I just don't see... The Blues, when Biddington came up, I mean, so much br- broke right. But it started with the fact that Ryan O'Reilly was added to that roster. And right. there's just your clear, definitive, bleeping leader. Right. And the Blues are also incredibly tough and fast enough. The Blues were, for as flawed as they were on January 2nd, they were essentially built right. And we talked about the fact at that time that the goaltending with Jake Allen was a big issue. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't consistent. So if you look at, at the Wild, though, and you just look at roster structure... Like you guys tell me where where is that now? Dumba coming back is huge, and Fenton. Uh,
1: yep, absolutely. Fenton did
0: a press conference last Friday, a pre-draft press conference, and pointed to the losses of Dumba and Koivu. And I think the loss of Dumba was huge. It was huge, yeah. Okay, I get that. But Dumba's back. Opening night. Let's say they sign Lee. How much closer do you see this roster to being a Stanley Cup type roster? The addition of Dumba back certainly helps you, it, it, but I, I don't it, um, see it that way. It pushes
2: the needle that way, right. I, but it, it doesn't. We we did the divisional breakdown last week, right? Where we looked at everyone in our division and we said, how in the way, how how in any way is the wild going to jump any of these teams Uh that are just all trending in the right direction, entering free agency and, and whatnot? So, if it's if if they got Anders Lee, I am very excited, and I think that would push them over to being a better team and pry back in the playoff discussion, but it would still take more, right? It would still take a lot more.
1: Absolutely. It would absolutely move the needle. But for that price, does it move the needle enough? That's the thing. And it's not going to be a three-year deal either. It's going to probably be a six-year deal because he's 27, I believe, and that's usually for those, for those, those UFA deals right there, and they're not going to want him to sign, sign him any longer, but he's not going to sign for anything less. So if he's going to take that hometown discount, he's going to want more to his term. And that's the thing. If you're paying, say, $7.5 million for the next six years for Anders Lee, do you, does that price warrant – do you really think that that's, that success is going to be found in the next six years in this franchise based on how this is built right now? Because I don't see how it could work. It's not You're not one player away, and no offense to Anders Lee, he's not a transcendental talent that would be one of those things where all of a sudden, boom, everything changes, like Ryan O'Reilly or Tyler Sagan or – or one of those players that really changes everything about your culture and about your team. I just don't see it.
2: Right, and Brock Nelson got six years, $36 million. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the floor of what Anders Lee is going to get, right? He won't get anything less than
0: that, no. terms-wise. Not in the open market. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. In, fact, in fact, I would guess that if he's going to leave New York, he's going to ask get. for more than that. Right. Yes. Brock signed probably a, a slightly team-friendly, I'd like to stay here and I think we're good contract. Yeah. But Absolutely. if I'm going to leave, I want more than that.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, no for sure.
2: Well then all right, let's say let's go down the road of let's say Anders Lee just gets a three year deal but you overpay for years. So let's say you give him eight million, but you only have to have him around the books for three years. Is that is that are you more inclined to do it than giving him a six year deal? I don't
0: think he'd do it, do you guys? I don't think he would. I think now guys are conditioned to I, I right. think Linz is right. I think he's gonna say six years.
1: Especially with his concussion history as well. And as you're a, not
0: going to and again, what would be the incentive if you're Anders Lee to sign a three-year contract here. Like, that—that that is uh, come here because you are the final chip to a Stanley Cup team contract. Sure. Right, absolutely. Contract. Yep. And again, he can come back here and, and hang with me at Bunny's all summer long. <laughs> he can go out on the lake all summer long. And then guess what? He steps on a plane, goes back, plays for a better team. Mm-hmm. Or he goes and signs with a better team. So I think the only way that if you're a player like that, a veteran like that, and you take a three-year contract, that is a, oh, my God, I've got a chance to win a cup contract. Which, this is why... I think you can rebuild in this league fairly quickly. Like, it's not a death knell of five years or something. Mm-hmm. But I also think that LB's right in the sense that this is not – if you try and if you try and, and make Leopold happy by saying, oh, yeah, next year, look at the Blues, next year for us, you're selling a bill of goods there. I just don't see that one. Everything would have to break, right? I don't know that you have the right goaltender. I don't know – you. your top nine, it's not good enough. Right. Right. Right? you're the the only the only place I see this team where I'm like yeah you know what I see something that's not perfect but I see it is on the blue line yeah they're good there mm-hmm. they're very good there because I now. Love du- I love damba mm-hmm. uh Spurgeon who they claim who fetton said despite all of the rumors out there I'm not trading I'm going to sign him and again I, and
2: I believe that actually I'm now starting I'm starting to believe that well
1: factor. I think you better start trade Treating Jason Zucker a little bit better if he wants to really keep that in a in a reality.
0: I think for where they're at, I I think the last time we did this podcast, we were on the right course. I trade him, I yeah. I get a ton for him. Oh yeah, he's a
1: great asset.
0: Yes, I trade. I you know and you're
1: pissing off his agent by by messing with Zucker well, too.
0: And plus, he's a guy that you could send him to a really competitive team, mm-hmm. and that team's gonna that team's gonna give you quite oh, yeah. the haul. Yes. Right. I like no. Zucker's not going to unfortunately and, and now he's been shopped so much, he's almost damaged goods yeah. because his name's been out there so long. Zucker's gonna get you, I think, an okay return. Mm-hmm. Jared Spurge is the type of yes. guy who, who, as we discussed on the last podcast, he's the guy who's gonna get you the haul back where in two years you're like, hey, that was a great trade.
1: If you package those if two, right. if you package those two together, you could legitimately go say, like, hey, Los Angeles Kings, hey, Colorado, Avalanche, and those top five picks and be like, hey. You wanna you wanna take a look at this deal? That's that would be that's a very, very intriguing deal for other teams considering Zucker's age, Spurgeon's, you know, skill set. And that might be what has to happen, but will that happen? It's very unlikely that they would be packaged together. I and oh, I, I, I believe no. Fenton when he says they're not trading them but that's I don't think that's necessarily the right decision that they should be coming to the conclusion for right now. That's the problem. Yeah.
0: I just don't know that they have any idea what they want to do. Not what they're doing, but what they want to do. Right. And they're showing nothing. They're showing no sign of having that idea. And I just don't think that they're strong enough probably in goal or with their forwards to be to pull the trigger on, yeah, let's just keep going for it. I think it's an incredibly dangerous proposition. And it just it concerns you because you say to yourself, well, okay, I'm watching what you're doing, and it's really not making sense lots of times. And, right. and and I didn't – listen, the Granlin trade, I didn't mind. The N- Nino trade, obviously, was just awful. It was mm-hmm. just terrible trade. Coil trade's good. The Coil trade, I didn't mind a bit. And at that point in time, I'm like, okay, I see – at least I see the path that you're going down, mm-hmm. but now I don't – I don't know that they have – it's like they're going in two different paths.
1: Right, and that's, what you, that, and that's why your description of having one foot in the door yeah. and one foot out of it is the perfect thing because it just seems like there's a paralysis by analysis type thing, at least with the – that's the way I'm seeing it, just where they make one decision where they think they're going down one direction and then the next decision they make or indecision that they make sets them back. So I'm not sure, but – I think they could get a great goaltender that could help expedite this process.
0: You got Jonathan Quick? I hear you. no. no it's not.
1: Actually, I Ooh. think the second coming of Jonathan Quick is going to be available this Friday night in the in the NHL draft in Vancouver. Okay. And at the twelfth overall pick. At the twelfth overall pick. Okay. Spencer Knight, who's Ooh. the top goalie prospect yeah. this year, who is very, very, very highly regarded. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with goaltending and and just NHL prospects and goaltending. Guys don't get drafted in the first round very often. That's a big-time gamble.
0: Why is goaltending seen as not a high-draftable position when it's arguably one of the most important, if not the most important, position in hockey?
1: Well, I think it comes to now, when you're you're looking at the first round, you're looking for players that are going to make impact immediately, especially if you're picking the top half of the first round. And with goaltenders, a lot of these guys really don't, figure it out or develop or at least put themselves into position where they can be successful in the NHL until their mid-20s. Okay, you're, you're looking at usually arrival times around 25, 26, 27. Now there are exceptions to that. Carey Price, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, the Carter Hart character in Philadelphia, where there are these talents where they can break in or just out of desperation teams bring them up, kind of what Philadelphia did last year with Carter Hart. But – from the limited scouting I've done of 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 the uh, the goaltender here, in heading he, up our scouting department, Lindsay Brown. Yes, yes, the just goal goaltending. She has to be yeah. right. Spencer Knight. This guy, I think, could be really really good, and I think that he could get into the league a little bit earlier than I don't say I wouldn't say that he's ready to go right now, but I could see it within three years because he no, can move. Incredibly well, he has really strong legs. He pushes around and he challenges the puck. He's not a super tall guy; he's about six one, six two. But like Jonathan Quick, I see elements in there. He's athletic, he's competitive, and I think it would be a very good pick. Now, people, are, a lot of people won't like it because it's not right. a good, it's like not taking a, a kicker in the draft in the NFL, similar yeah. type thing, mm-hmm. where it could end up where he gets buried in the AHL and he never makes it because goalies sometimes they're they're great when they're eighteen. But they they stretch out a little bit. They grow into their body, and they're, they they don't they don't quite figure it out. It's a big gamble. But this team, based on what the positions that they've done in the contracts that they've signed, the only way that this thing turns around is by big gambles and hitting on those big gambles. And they haven't figured out how to draft right. I don't know if you guys remember the draft pick they had last year. The random I don't, is he Ugh. Swede,
0: Philip Johansson. Yeah. I believe this. But him. they reached yeah. the twenty fourth pick, who I believe was a. A lot of people said, we've never heard of him. And right. wasn't where, in the, where he, no, any right. big board. And, well.
1: and so, why don't we go for the top prospect in that position group? We're good with D. A lot of forwards are going to be taken. And if Paul's so good at drafting and developing talent, <laughs> he can pick up all the talent he, can, that he needs in the second, third, and maybe even trade for another first round pick. But I think that this is how you get something started and this is how you set the tone of being, here's the direction we're going and this is what we're going to do. And I think... The Spencer Knight character, based on what I've seen, and I haven't seen everything, and I'm not the expert on on Knight at all. But this is something where you you gamble on this, and this could change things quicker than quicker than they would if you don't pick them.
0: You'll be glad to know that that Fenton said at his press conference last week that this is an incredibly deep draft. It always that, is. That at the 12th pick, the Wild's going to get a great player. That you don't understand that there have been drafts where he's, he thought thought to himself, man, I hope this kid falls to us because he's the one guy. I w-. But this draft's, not like, this draft's this not like that. Mm-hmm. This draft's going to have, uh, it's just so deep that the Wild is for sure. And, and because it's so deep, he might trade back. Probably won't trade up, he said, but he might trade back. Oh, God. Anyway. Okay, Rick Spielman, they've got please eight, don't. They've got eight picks. First time in eight years well, that's been the case. Actually, no. They had eight picks last year. Did it, they? It's they the just burned time, three of them. It, it's the first time – the last time that they had a selection in the first, second, and third round, which they go. do this time, was in 2012.
1: <laughs> Good Lord.
0: <laughs> well, I tell you what, too, though. If, if last year's draft and this year's draft aren't – don't come up aces – you got more problems. Too. Oh right. yeah!
1: Next year's draft is apparently incredibly talented, and that's a that's a actually widely held belief, not just by Fenton and, and other GMs. Well, then you know what? But, Be bad
0: this year. Yeah,
1: exactly. Get
0: a t- get into the lottery again and get some luck. Of but, course, it's a Minnesota sports but, team, so they might not, but.
1: Right, but that's what I mean. It's this draft seems like it's very top heavy, at least in the first round, where there's gonna be a lot of centers and forwards taken. That's why you go. We we do the same type of analysis for NFL drafts. If it's a position of need, if all of a sudden everybody's taking these wide receivers, sure, yeah. just like what happened with with oh. uh, with our draft pick this year for the Minnesota Vikings, a run on players, let's just go out get the top guy because everybody else is kind of like, well, we don't really know what they're gonna do. There's a Russian kid that they're looking at, which I'm like, please don't do that. Oh, I please know. don't oh, do great. that. Well, no and by
0: twelve we have no clue no like you have absolutely no clue right. no but if he doesn't if these if last year's draft and the, this year's draft aren't outstanding right you're in huge trouble
1: impact players in the first round you can't tr- go over two
0: and you know and and i don't care if if you know what would you just said, lb if you take a player who's just not going to contribute in 2019-20 i don't care Mm-mm. this is all about rebuilding the system. The one thing that Chuck did was he traded away so many draft picks right. that the system was so depleted. Yeah, that's not Fenton's fault. Nope. But the question then becomes: Can Fenton? Fenton was hired to sort of write that ship. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I still have questions about that, and that's probably not a good thing. Right. You know, I have I have faith in uh, Derek Falvey. Yeah. I have faith in Gerson Rosas. The Vikings have been do- doing their thing for. A long okay. time, yeah. Yeah. but if you ask me right now, do I have faith that Fenton's going to get this right? And the draft table is being run by what his son and another—I don't know who do, else. Who has do we no, know
1: who has his, no basically yeah. no experience? Do we
0: know his son's credentials? Uh, he worked for Edmonton for Peter Chiarelli. I, I don't really want to talk about this oh because this is just going to devolve into. Yeah, a,
1: it's it's, it's let's read see. the athletic article. It was he yeah. wanted to hire him right away, but he said maybe he should m- get some sea legs somewhere else under the sage. Let's that just, sage wisdom that is Peter Chiarelli?
0: But we have to see how it plays out. <laughs> this but if, is true. But if it doesn't play out well. This could be. This could set this thing back a long, long way.
1: Oh, yeah. This could be like a decade-long type of thing if they don't get this right. This is a big-time pivotal moment in this franchise's history.
0: Okay, we, we all expect that there's a very good chance that Jason Zucker is going to be traded mm-hmm. during the draft. Let's go around this table, and you give me—and, Declan, you sort of did this already— but you give me your surprise player-to-be-moved during the draft. I'll start. Jordan Greenway. Ooh, I was on
1: my list too. Really, Jordan mm. Greenway. Okay,
0: yeah, I've heard rumblings and uh, sources. Uh, yeah. Well, sources. not not no 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 hot okay. It's raw. Ru- it's it's rumblings.
2: This, this is this is gut. This is gut. It's, it's no, things. I've heard rumblings, oh, rumblings, but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider them over sources. In bed. Said, yeah, yeah.
0: Gone. yeah. My <laughs> stomach. I'm like I'm hungry, and I think Jordan Greenway's going to get traded anyway. I'm going to throw him out as a guy who I wouldn't absolutely be floored if um, this. In, Either during the draft or at some point in time in the very near future before the season starts, mm-hmm. but probably during the draft, Jordan Greenway gets moved.
2: I have a uh, well, Zucker. I have three on my list actually. Nice. I have Zucker as one just because of by default because he's been flitted yeah, around yeah. so feels much, so right? Bad for him. And that one is kind of lame. Uh, two is Joel Eriksson Ek. I I really think he is the one piece because you already have a lot of forwards. You have you have guys that on the wings that that are talented and young enough that you can build around long term. Someone's gonna have to get moved, and if this team ever wants to choose center, you're, someone's someone's gonna have to go. And I think that'd be Joel Eriksson-ek, and then my third is Jonas Brodeen. If they're serious about, I like it. If they're serious about locking up Spurgeon, which I am now like I'm tending to believe, I love it. I think Brodeen is then by default because they have a surplus of defenders, the next guy out.
1: You guys already named all my. I had Zucker, Eriksson-ek, Greenway, and Brodeen. and I think Greenway is really intriguing just because of a how big of an athletic freak he is for his size i don't size. want to, i don't
0: want to move him
1: i don't want to either for what you
0: because of what you just said
1: right and and i think that's special in this league i don't think you you find guys his size that can move the way he does and but that's what I mean. You're going to have to give up somebody good to get something good. And even then, you can give up somebody good and then still get fleeced. That's the other thing, too. Is it depends on the trade partner. But I think Brodeen is the dark horse going into this because he has a, he's under contract for this season and next. He's, what, 26, 27-ish? Yeah,
2: he's under 4.1 mil this
1: and season and next. And as we all know, who takes power play time?
2: Brodeen, Spur- well well Spurgeon and
0: Dumba.
1: Spurgeon and Dumba. And then Qu- will come back and suitsy. Yeah,
0: and, and I'm suitor I know where you're going with that. And so I like it too, by the way, but I I,
1: I think Brodeen is one of those players where teams might be more apt to trade for because he's not gonna have as big of a price tag as Spurgeon because NHL guys, just like any other GM, they're scared of making those big trades because if they don't work out, that means they're not gonna be there very long. Yeah. And Brodeen could be a way, uh, could be a player where it could change enough. For the wild and whatever team that they're trading for, but it's not going to have that much of a burn effect if it doesn't work out well.
0: I also think uh, to your point about Brodine, that he is really appreciated by executives around the league. I think fans are like, well, he's a boring player to watch. What does he really do when he does? Yeah. It? Because you know he's not if a you se- don't like watching pure defensemen, he's not a sexy player. No. no, but I don't ever think that I've heard a personnel guy criticize him. No, because he's really sound mm-hmm. and he's not flashy. But personnel guys love that. Yeah, right. So that would definitely be a guy that I could see Fenton getting calls about. And if he's going to, to Declan's point too, if he's going to re-sign Spurgeon and bring him back, there could be a case to to be made. I just, I have a weird, the Greenway feeling is more a weird one. And I'm not advocating trading him. I love the size. Mm -hmm. And he is not a guy. His body today, to me, fits into the league perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like he's got that big size and ability and he's young. But I just have a weird feeling about him that that he could mm-hmm. be a guy that if they could get the right return, they might trade.
1: I think they he rubbed people the wrong way too when they sent him down to Iowa. I think that that's feeding
0: into it as well. That's a two way street though, right?
1: I know, but I but the thing is, this, mean, it's, this old school hockey, no, old right. school <laughs> thought process. They're like put it all on the line for the sweater. Do
0: you, you mean know? do you mean a team that right now we don't think might have an analytics department is old school?
1: No, you know, mm-hmm. but that's what I mean. What I mean.
0: They gotta have one. Don't or, get me wrong. Well, here.
1: they might have a they might have an analytics person when everybody else has a department. Yeah. There's a big difference because that's just workload. Twins problems. got a suite full of them. Right. Yeah. Well, baseball doesn't rely on analytics at all these days. That's the problem.
0: Uh, Declan, what was your what was your big trade, or have, have you? It, it, it was basically Joel
2: Ericksonek and Dean with the likelihood of signing Anders Lee. Okay. I don't think so
0: he's coming here. That, so what? So what do you? Wait, wait. But what are you getting? back If, if you're including Brodeen, you got to get a nice return. Right, there. right. So that, this is
2: where this is where it gets a little complicated, right? I think we have all we have a decent amount of cap space. They're trying to build towards the future. I think you're trading for draft picks. I think you're trading for future assets
1: in this year's or next or, or in future. Does
2: the I owner think allow
0: that? See this is this is where yeah. I don't know, and this is my problem yeah. with this entire
2: conversation. Yeah. I'm just trying to create a situation here, yeah, where where Andres yeah, Lee comes he here might, and I,
1: he might say, "No, I want a player back this year, not not a draft pick, even if it's like in the next next year's draft."
0: Trying to trade for Phil Kessel spoke volumes. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a team that's that's bailing and essentially giving in. That's yeah. a team that's do- so w- once they tried to make that trade, which to be you know clear, I, I saw uh, Jim Rutherford, Pittsburgh GM, came out yesterday and talked about this Phil Kessel killed the deal so there's no question that trade was a done deal
1: yeah oh for sure that was not mm-hmm. a
0: man you know that that's a juicy mm-hmm. rumor out there that was a done deal yep thoughts on could because we're starting to get a lot of uh, movement around the league now as the Lots draft approaches and uh, free agency yeah Eric Carlson eight years 92 million dollars from San Jose age 29 yeah 11 exactly. can somebody explain this to me
2: I don't get it because uh, unless this salary cap is magically going up, this is only like it's only it's setting the market. It's setting a tone. We've already seen it with Skinner and Carlson, and obviously Carlson's a very talented player. One of the, no one's denied the best that. Best
1: defenseman of this generation, and but, it's not even but close. eight
2: years. You start, I know. You start looking at Parise and Suter, and you're thinking, oh, seven and a half mil. Actually, that's not that bad. But I don't get where we're going unless the salary cap is significantly going up in future years, which it looks like it isn't. It goes up like five percent this year. I, I don't understand it. I really don't get it.
1: This is going to be semi-propositive. Yeah. That deal looks worse than the deal looked when they signed Suter and Parisi Because, A, the age. But, B, the guy's injury history. Yep. And at that age, but, I mean, that's very on brand for the Sharks. They're all about old dudes who can still, like, skate around oh, pretty sure. well. I, know, I mean, but... but But that's the thing is that... He has had so many injuries, and he's a transcendental talent. He was drafted like what was it, like thirteenth or fifteenth in the first play. round. He fell.
0: Yeah, we're not debating. And, and, this and that's ability. the thing is like, that his, yeah. his
1: ability at went at a hundred percent is a hundred percent worth this money. Yeah. But the term doesn't make sense. But I think what San Jose was—they were scared that he was going to walk because I think him walking was a very real possibility. I don't know. Still, people are saying he's going back to Ottawa. I don't know why he would do that. Yeah. But I think there are very real offers out there that he was taking a long, hard look at and that basically the San Jose Sharks make an offer that he can't refuse. He can't refuse that term at that dollar.
0: Eric Carlson? Right. No. Right. No. And
1: so I just think they got basically pushed into this deal and, and they want him because they're trying to make that run in the next couple of years. But at the end of the day, you this is going to dismantle that team. All the pieces that make that team go and make that team different and unique, well, our, Joe Pavelski's not going to be how, able to resign.
0: How do you bring Joe Pavelski right. back? You and
1: and, and, that kind and of he's irks, a heart and soul guy, and, and it, he's a it irks deal. me, too, because how he's played his entire career there. He's the captain. For God's sakes, he got slammed in the ice and was still trying to get back on it. And it was He, he scores big-time goals. You have this guy come for basically half a season because he was out for half the season. You're saying, let's give this guy the keys and the house, and then a big F you to Joe Pavelski. I, I don't get that. I don't understand. I get the talent. But he's not a leader that way. And that's the thing that makes the difference in this league and professional sports leagues in general. Everybody's really good. Everybody's really skilled. But those percentage points or even half percentage points come from the character, come from the leadership, come from you know that camaraderie that teams build. And I just don't see Eric Carlson as that type of a leader. And that's okay. But you're giving up one of the best captains and leaders in this league to just to sign a deal that is going to hurt you long term h- yeah. how
0: many 29 year olds do you give an eight-year term to yeah i don't I, I don't haven't like that it. at all i probably would have with gretzky <laughs> hmm. yeah no i'm <laughs> serious right yeah. sydney sydney crosby sure. right kane and Taze, Ovi maybe. probably
1: signed his deal pr- a lot later but eric
0: Car- i mean i like eric carlson he is a hell mm-hmm. of a player but an eight-year term i don't like it at the age of 29 but our favorite league. Here's my here's my favorite hockey thing right now. This mm-hmm. is just the greatest. The draft is three days away now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the Time that we're uh, recording this podcast. Free agency I think is two weeks away from the mm-hmm. time that we are recording this podcast, and the league is still quite uncertain of what the salary cap is going to be.
1: Yeah, logistics. Who cares? What do we need? And they're for?
0: negotiating with the union. What the hell? I mean, I'm yeah. not sur- I'm not surprised, but again. What the hell are that, you doing? That's
2: what I'm saying. I think something must be cooking with with the salary cap because there's no way we can go down this path of giving out nine to eleven million dollars for terms on players with us with with a salary cap that locks in at eighty million.
0: But it's going to lock in. Okay, so I, I saw a report today. The latest report I saw, I think it was supposed to be eighty four. Yeah, it's and not, not. It's considerably now lower. Eighty three. Yeah, I've heard as low as like eighty. 80- one well, it gets incredibly confusing but nonetheless i just don't understand how can a professional sport you know it's supposed to be a professional sports league right mm, yeah,
1: It yes yeah. yes by all accounts they be, they, they, yeah. they market themselves it, as one it's
0: supposed to be well run right mm-hmm. No.
1: yep gear bear is very very yeah. good at his
0: job and you don't know what your salary cap is it's a, on the precipice of free agency starting and teams and by, by the way too teams trying to make a trade right and, and I believe now there's what a week of where you could start to talk to guys who are going to be unrestricted mm-hmm. free agents. So really, free agency is starting in the next week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't sign guys yet, but the point being is it's it's off the charts stupid. Yeah,
1: I think last year they decide they announced what they decided on like June 21st or something. But at the end of the day, it doesn't. Why are we deciding this in June? Like right. why are, why can't we why can't we decide this like a month ago? And I know the playoffs are still going on and whatever else, but. Apparently, they're not capable of multitasking and trying to figure this out. I know. But that's the thing, and that's where teams are – that's where I think San Jose is getting especially screwed because they don't know that, and they're trying to rush before that free agency and all this other – you know, everyday matters at this point. Uh-oh, you're raising your hand.
2: So I'm like, just reading up on the CBA uh-huh, uh-huh. on Wikipedia. The NHL can choose to opt out of the CBA on September 1st of this year. Yeah, they could – yeah, and they probably and, – yeah. And that's – yeah, a lockout is on deck. If, if we're, that's inevitable,
1: basically at this yeah. point, right?
2: And that's the rumor. I, you're gonna have to raise. That's my. You're gonna have to raise the salary cap significantly. I don't know how you'd go. How do you magically raise a salary cap from eighty to a hundred million? I know we're talking about millions and billionaires here, but that's. I think that's the negotiation. Is you we're gonna have to raise the salary cap significantly,
1: right? Well, one and a half mil per year ain't gonna cut it.
0: I saw a story a couple of days ago. I believe that the U.S. TV deals up in a couple of years, mm-hmm. and. They're finally, I think, going to do what we've talked about for years and years now. I think they're finally going to split the contract. And NBC Sports will remain the primary, like, right? but ESPN will probably get back in now because, you know, basketball has done this forever, right? TNT, right. ESPN. Mm-hmm. And it's never made sense. But Gary, you know, Gary, God bless him, wants to get every last nickel from somebody, and he didn't yep. care whom, and he didn't care about the growth of the sport, so he just did the nbc deal and got the most from them but i think now they're going to do two deals which will be smarter but as far as the work stoppage goes who knows what with, with these guys he lost they lost a season and came back and had another work stoppage mm-hmm. right i mean baseball lost the world series in 94 but guess what they haven't had a work stoppage since then right so i just but i just love the fact that we're talking about well we think the wilds going to have all this room and the salary cap and blah 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 but we're really not sure what the salary cap's going to be in the sal- and The whole franchise period is right around the corner.
1: Right. And it's not so much like what the Wild could do, but in terms because they have that space to work with. But other teams are making the decisions of whether or not to trade for Jason Zucker or to let let Andersley walk or what. All this is so interconnected. And just because it's not like affecting us as much as it would the San Jose Sharks right now, this entire thing, all this stuff, this pivotal offseason that we've been saying that this is pretty arguably the biggest moment this franchise has had teeters on the fact of being well it's a difference of like two million dollars which is insane to think about but Absolutely. it's everything and it's it's just I don't get it I, I don't get why you don't decide this you know any other time but now any other time
0: final thoughts Declan
2: uh I can't wait till Anders Lee lease signs here in a week or two no I'm just kidding uh I, I think uh, I was gonna say
0: after we went through all actually thing, actually I should
2: I should uh, preface my first love first. I can't wait till we trade for Ryan Nugent Hopkins this weekend. Is oh actually what god. I meant to say.
0: Uh, oh god! Yeah, I'm not. Oh so I can't god. wait to tell you. So, Lindsay, do you have a better final <laughs> thought than Declan just did?
1: I think we should go out, uh, go uh, sling some offer sheets around. Personally, there's a lot of teams that are basically handcuffed. San Jose Sharks being one, Toronto okay. Maple Leafs being one, bunch of teams that what's have your ideal gl-
0: What's your if uh, your dream offer sheet?
1: I want to go after Braden Point. Ooh. Okay. Because I like it. Tampa, little cap space, very little has has a ton of talent, and that's the thing is like this year is but is there's a ton of re- restricted free agents that are so good that I think if there's a time to do it, and the last time that was done was actually the Con Smythe winner Ryan O'Reilly when there was an offer sheet extended.
0: i forgotten all about um, that one.
1: to him by the by the Flames in 2013 for two years, ten mil. Yep. Interesting that Colorado chose to match that deal. I think they. Good thing they did that. But this is the year to do it. There's a ton of talent. There's a ton of teams that have that talent that are right up against the cap. And sure, you're going to burn some bridges and piss people off, but it's fun.
0: What does it cost you then?
1: Well, if you sign... I, I looked, if you
0: get him, I, I should say.
1: He's going he's to demand match. a lot of money. And granted... This isn't well thought out. If or, we're if we're going for the future, future like but this, let's say this Tampa can't
0: match it, and so the, the Wild gets him. The compensation that would go to Tampa, then if
1: if the contract is worth more than seven, almost seven point eight million dollars a year, they get is. first, they get four first round picks.
0: I'm not doing that. You're, you're crazy. But I don't think he's
1: above. I don't think he's going to be above that. Okay, point. so
0: if it's um
1: if it's if it's if, if it's above six point two or below, it's two first, one second, <laughs> one third. I'm fine with that. Why not? Cuz you think if we're going for it, if we're going for it, this is right. a going for it move. I th- if we just But they
0: can't be going for it. They'd be stupid to be going for it. I know, I think. but if
1: but that's what I mean. Nothing makes sense. The world is upside down. Okay. But if you're going to go and if you don't want to go after like the top guy, that's fine, but there are a ton of other options out there where you have like a Timo Meyer from the San Jose Sharks. They just signed a big t- he's a really good player. He's not the top RFA. Yep. But if you sign him to a different, a decent offer sheet, Things could get crazy, and I just – I want craziness in the league. I'm with Sean McIndill. I want chaos. That's what I want.
0: My final thought is this. I want the Wild in my lifetime to win a Stanley Cup because I love what has happened in the National (laughs) Hockey League as far as the celebrations that ensue. The drunk, The parades. Exactly right. You know what the Washington Capitals did? They made day drinking – Incredibly cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the St. Louis Blues have done nothing to stop that, and Brett Hull is still drunk, probably right (laughs) now. Brett Hull's
1: been drunk since April third. Yeah,
0: I want uh, that Blues and and the Caps were great too. Mm -hmm. Ovechkin was great, Oshie was great, but this Blues thing with Patrick Maroon up on the stage, drunk as can be, saying I'm a hometown hero, right? And then Binnington saying. People say I don't show emotion. You want some bleeping emotion? We won the Stanley Cup. We then went blues. And he rode, more, he and rode then, a mini
1: motorcycle up and down the parade Yes, Brilliant.
0: And then, yes, and then Brett Hull with...
1: We, we went blues. We
0: don't have to say we go blues because... And then the best part was he forgot, like, the blues. So he's like, because we went blues. That guy. And then when he sang Gloria... yeah. Anyway, Sorry, yeah. I want I want a wild Stanley Cup because I want the parade because I want day drinking to be cool for a summer in Minnesota. And clearly Lord Stanley's Cup makes it cool.
1: This, these town, this city would burn to the ground if that actually happened. I can't. And that's the thing is, like, I couldn't figure out who would be the Brett Hall that would be that drunk.
0: The alumni. I,
1: but that's the thing is, like, I don't I don't, I don't see any alumni that have that kind of I thought mythic, of that too. but who
0: who would be the most fun player? Like, current or former? No, current. So, like, if this team, it's not going to happen. Ooh. But let's just say, hypothetically, this team lucked into a cup in oh, 2020. Dumba,
2: dumba.
1: Oh, God. Okay, good point. Oh, and, and,
2: and you know what? He's actually yeah, done a very good job of cleaning up his act off the ice, I yep. think. Yep. But he would regress for that week that he has, has has the cup and is going down. He'd be, I've seen him with bud, numerous Bud Lights in his hands before. He, it, it, would,
0: it would be an S show.
1: This entire city itself would we be an went, S show.
0: Wild. Oh, my God. Because there's nothing left to go for. All right.
1: It would be amazing.
0: All right. Say bye, Lindsay.
1: Bye.